0: Hey there, it's Ali here. Thanks for checking in to create a thriving hypnotherapy business. Um, This podcast is most definitely for you if you're a new or established hypnotherapist who wants to flourish in practice and stay in business. Just so you know, if you're currently training or you're already a qualified hypnotherapist, we've got a growing Facebook community where you can go for support, for sanity, to ask questions and for inspiration. There's also a website, the Hypnotherapy Business Club. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes below. Um, So for now, though, let's get on with the show, Um, because today I have my lovely guest, Leslie from Karma Life Hypnotherapy, based in Peterborough. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Ali.
1: How lovely to see you. Nice to check so
0: Yeah, it's brilliant to see you. Um, Yeah. So before we crack in, Leslie, where did we, we met? Were we training or was I training to teach? I can't remember if we trained together or as I was training to teach.
1: No, you were training to teach. You were the, (laughs) you were the glamorous assistant. So...
0: (laughs) Not I mean that is a stretch. I'm pretty sure I wasn't glamorous anytime I was there. Well, I feel
1: sure you were. <laughs> All the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I knew it was in Peterborough, because I I think i I only trained a little bit before a couple of things before you. Um but yeah, so I knew it was I knew we'd met there, but I couldn't remember exactly how. Um yeah. so fab. So today, um We'll just start off with how I normally start off with people. Tell me about you and your business What before we look at kind of the lead up and what you're up to, but what's kind of happening now? How do you work now?
1: Okay, so um, I work from my home. Um, I, we have converted a bedroom into a therapy room, so I don't have a chair for for clients to lie down on. We actually have a really nice comfy bed, which everybody loves. And I have real trouble getting them off um, (laughs) at the end of the session. Um, so I work, um, obviously one-to-one. Um, I did have a room in a clinic in Peterborough town centre for a little while. Mm. Um, and I also rented a room when I very first started in a local uh, wellness clinic. Mm. Um, but those have sort of like, you know, things have changed I mean, obviously COVID had a big impact on working yeah. in the clinic. Um, so we converted the bedroom, and now I just mainly work from home. I am exploring some other options, however, because my room is up a flight of stairs. So I'm thinking, yeah, if mm. I get anybody who who can't make the stairs, I'd need to yeah. look at other things. So I've got a few things in the pipeline so, that I'm exploring. So um, yes. and when we when I trained. We possibly would have talked about, you know, working on Zoom or, you know, some kind of platform like this. Um, And I would have been the one who went, oh, no, never, never. Um, However, something happened, didn't it? Oh, what was it? Was it COVID? (laughs) Just something. Um, And I very rapidly had to learn how to do um, Zoom. Um, And I have to say a little bit. And I love the fact that it gives me freedom to see people from all over the place. Um, Mm. you know, they don't have to be on my doorstep. So, um, so yeah, one-to-ones mainly, um, and via Zoom.
0: Fabulous. Uh, Lovely. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I always think it's really
0: helpful because I think there are so many ways to, to build our practice around our lives. Um, and it's really interesting. It's not, i met a few people who they started with these different areas, different practices, and actually it's really works at home. And it seems to be one of those things that, I mean, what do people normally say? You know, when you say you work from home, does it bother them? What the kind of reactions you get?
1: No, 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 I don't think I've ever had an adverse reaction. I mean, I think I have to remember to ask if they're okay to get up the stairs, but no. Mm. Um the we, we took a lot of time to sort of you know think about colours and things for the room. So it's mm. a very pale, lilac-y colour sort of thing. Um, so no, everybody's really positive about it. So and we've got parking, that's the good thing. We've got mm. sort of parking outside the front of our house. So for people, you know, traveling, um, and I'm on a bus route, so win win. So that's
0: fantastic as
1: well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's good to kind of think it's just, I, I like to kind of check into what the considerations are for people when they're Mm. thinking, okay, where can I do it? Because of so many options that we have now. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: no, it, it worked perfectly. When I started, we have a beautiful conservatory um, and I started to see people in the conservatory, which was lovely because they looked out into the garden yeah. and so it was nice and relaxing. And I had two really nice, um, we've got two really nice leather recliner chairs in there because it's quite big and we spend a lot of time in there the disadvantages were obviously it was very cold in the winter but so it was double blanket time sort of thing and it was very hot in the summer mm. and it's attached to our kitchen so it meant that my husband could not like access the kitchen mm. um, and it also meant i had to keep the rest of, i had to keep that part of the house incredibly tidy whereas clients now come in through the front door straight up the stairs into the room and they believe that everywhere else in the house is as tidy <laughs> as the therapy room <laughs>
0: I hope. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And they are none the wiser. Yeah. No, it's always no. Absolutely. So that was always one of my things about having people kind of coming into the house. It's like, oh, my God, I just, it would always, you know, there's not, <laughs> yes. there's not like you're just, I don't, we don't live like pigs, but there's also no. there's that level of, you know, professional clean and tidy clean is like, yeah. yeah, I'd expect that. But it means you know you can't leave a basket of washing downstairs because you can't be bothered yeah, to exactly. carry it upstairs yet. Yeah, you know, funny, silly things like that, yeah, which you'd have it. to kind of mentally think what what are they going to see, touch here on the way through to wherever they're going? Yeah,
1: yeah. Good and yeah, you can't come in with your bag of shopping sort of like ten minutes for a client and just dump it on the side and leave it there and think I'll sort that out later. So, um, so yeah, this this works really well
0: really well yeah
1: good stuff and so what did you do before you did this before I did this um so I was a dental nurse for a very long time very very long time (laughs) did you not know that I did not know (laughs) that was my first job was it yes I don't think I did know that Ah, Okay, so um, I left school um, after my A-levels. I'd already met the man who is now my husband. um, And I didn't want to go away to college or anything. Um, And I just saw I applied for a couple of jobs. And the one that I got was as a dental nurse. Um, And it was a long time ago. Um, But and, and you just literally went and started you you didn't mm. yeah they trained you on the job and everything but you could do an exam um and the guy that I worked for was quite keen on me doing the exam which was a bit unheard of at the time mm. um so I did evening classes and passed my um, national exam for dental nursing um and then that's what I did mostly so I did sort of a little bit of um when the, when my children were smaller I did some work in a um, department store mm. um and um yeah just worked in a couple of shops but my main job has always been dental nursing so so yeah fabulous that's amazing which I loved I have to say
0: yeah I mean do you still have contact with the the dental industry or where you worked before at all
1: um, I do a little bit yeah I've got friends obviously that are still in the the industry sort of mm. thing so um, I moved around quite a bit because we moved up to Peterborough from Surrey so mm. um, my first couple of jobs were down in Surrey but in Peterborough I've still got some friends who are dentists and dental nurses and hygienists so yeah I still know people Always good you get, get any referrals ever well, it's interesting because um, my own dentist just recently, I had to go and I had a checkup. And there was a little kid that came out just before me who was clearly not happy. Um, and I, uh, the dentist and I were chatting about some work I might need doing. And I said, oh, maybe I'll just have to earn a little bit more. I'll have to see a few more clients. Um, and he said, oh, what do you do? So I was like, oh, I'm a solution-focused hypnotherapist. And he said, oh, I wish I'd known that. You could have seen that little kid. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, so I have had people who are dental phobic, um, you know, because obviously that's one of the things when I was first training, I would put out, you know, that I could help Mm. people with their anxiety around that. And it's so nice to know, um, you know, to be able to explain things with the knowledge that I have of dental Yeah. Um, the dental Mm. business so um so yeah um it was hilarious when I first got the job my because I am a real I was a real nervous patient I was the world's worst probably oh wow absolutely so my mum absolutely you know wet herself laughing when I said (laughs) I'm going to be a dental nurse um but as time went on I found that it really it just I just clicked with it yeah being able to help people i I've always been, I think because I was a nervous patient, I was always very keen on making sure that for the patient, it was the best experience possible. Yeah. Um, If I do something, I like to do it well. So that's why I did the exam and everything. But, you know, being able to reassure patients, I was the one who I would hold their hand, you know, and and I would talk to them. Um, I would smile at them as they came in, um, you know, into the, um, surgery um, and one guy commented very early on in my career you have such a lovely smile it just relaxes me straight away and I was like oh you yeah, know what a lovely com- you yeah, know compliment sort of thing so um so yeah so and I, I loved working with nervous patients so, wow yeah, getting good results um, and yeah. that's so isn't that interesting? I love it's, that. It's spooky, isn't it? Actually, funnily enough, one of my best friends now, she used to be a dental nurse as well. And I just happened to mention it in passing. We met through my other business, and uh, she was like, Oh, I used to be a dental nurse. How funny. So clearly, the best people are den- ex dental.
0: Obviously. Obviously. Obviously.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So you said other business. Yes,
1: so... I mean, I do know about
0: the other business, but it was a really good segue, right? Um...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like it was planned, isn't it? Almost, Um, yeah. So so, um, I work um, as a hypnotherapist uh, four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, And on a Wednesday, I wear a completely different head. I am a a Slimming World consultant. So I run a morning and an evening group um, in Peterborough having lost weight with swimming world more 27 years ago clearly when Mm, I was two I joined
0: (laughs) yes and we're age positive here
1: yes (laughs) so so, yeah so so yeah so I do that um just on a Wednesday
0: fab and has do you think it's it's kind of changed the way you do how do they fit together let's start, start at the beginning how do they fit together do they fit together is there crossover
1: Yes, they do fit together very nicely. Um, More so, I think, since I did my hypnotherapy training and understanding how the brain works in relation to food, Mm. diet, you know, your your cortisol production, how that affects us, you know, the ghrelin and the leptin and sort of all of that. That really was a huge eye opener to me. Mm. I'd swimming world are really good they give you fantastic training yeah um but i think more and more and again particularly since covid we're very much aware that people need you know people struggle with their mental health and that has an impact on their weight um, and their feel good factor so i will quite often bring things in like you know Okay, you might feel stressed and anxious um, and you might think you need to turn to a bar of chocolate. But did you know that you can get dopamine, which is a real feel-good factor, from potatoes as well? And they all look at me and they go, Right. <laughs> but we know, you know, that dopamine active around food, so it's going to make them feel good whether they're prepping it or eating it. So, so it really does. There's a huge crossover, huge mm. crossover. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, because do you think I didn't know they'd
0: kind of done a lot of stuff around health, but I do know, you know, of Slimming World was always quite interested, it seemed to me, in the kind of the the mindset side of it. It wasn't yes. just, we're going to give you lovely foods and swapping things out and stuff like that. It was very much, they were always quite keen on the mindset yes, angle. Yes. Very weren't definitely.
1: They? Yeah, mm. very definitely. And again, with my solution focused hypnotherapy training, i now know about you know positive goal setting and so you know encouraging people to set goals and getting them to use real positive language so that they mm. can move forward with that goal that they want to do and visualizing themselves as a target member having lost the weight what difference would it make to them um yeah so love that. yeah so and and i do actually i do have quite a few of my clients or yeah yeah quite a few clients that come to me because they've met me as a swimming world consultant Um, Because as we both know, the rapport between a client and a um, hypnotherapist, any Mm. kind of therapist is so important. And if they've met me and it it works both ways, if they've met me as a Silly World consultant, they will quite often message me and go, actually, I know I'm not in your group at the moment, but I understand you're a hypnotherapist. Can you help me? Yeah. Um, but equally, I have worked with two people who have come to me, not weight-related, but anxiety, depression-related issues. And they've got to the stage where, like, we've conquered this. We know this is – you know, we've we've worked with you. We've made the changes. And now what we've decided is we need to do something about our weight. So now I'm going to come to you as a swimming well consultant. So, again, that crossover. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that was um... – because that bit I did know about you, and I always thought it was it would be really good synergy. Um, <laughs> so I'm, yeah, So it's like yeah. really nice that it's still going on. Do you think? Uh, okay, this is a this is a hard question. Do you think Ooh. you might get you might get better results than other people because you talk about it from a brain point of view?
1: Um, I think it's definitely made a difference to a lot of members for mm. them to be able to understand that it's not, you know, that they've learned a habit, that they turn to food when they're anxious or emotional or stressed mm. or whatever, um, and why they do that. So I think definitely from that point of view, it's certainly changed a lot of people's journeys. Um, I think, and you said about crossovers, with Simming World and with hypnotherapy, people have to have the want to change. Mm. And if they've got the wants to change their eating habits, they are receptive to everything and anything you tell them. So mm. having said that, I've got a couple of fantastic ladies. Well, I only ever have fantastic members anyhow, so of they're course. amazing. Uh, but I've got two ladies who have lost over seven stone um, oh. in a year. So, um, you know, every group has people who struggle. But I think, you know, from my point of view, I know that I'm giving them the best service that I can and bringing in the hypnotherapy helping them to understand how their brain works and why they make the choices they do can be a game changer.
0: Mm. And it's so valuable, isn't it? Because some of the neuroscience, it completely kind of shoves aside all of the, you know, the moralistic stuff, all of the, you're lazy, this is your fault. You're in charge of this completely in charge of this, you know, consciously it kind of just sweeps that aside. Um, and really, kind of lays bare. Okay, this is actually what you're up against.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, and so, it, so, yeah.
0: and it also, I think it, it also kind of hooks into why actually getting that group support can be really helpful. Why actually having a a program to follow because it means we're may having to make less conscious choices. So there's there's a, yeah. l- a lot of benefits. Yes, that kind of uh, go along with an ethical. Um, organisation like that.
1: Yeah, and of course we encourage them to set their goal weight when they join us, so they've then got the vision that they're working towards. Yeah. So, you know, what does that sound like? That sounds like Mm solution therapy, doesn't it? So, so yeah, so so yeah, they do work really well together, really well.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and you, I don't know if you still do, but I know you used to be, um. Connected with the Samaritans. Is that something you're still connected to?
1: Yes, indeed. I took a I had about 18 months off mm. um, for various reasons. Um, one of which was I was I actually was about to start my hypnotherapy training and my husband was like, something has to give. Um so I was like, okay. Um and there were a few sort of other issues, time issues and sort of other bits and pieces. So I stopped for about 18 months, but I've been back about um so actually I retrained during COVID. So via Zoom. Mm. So um so yeah, I'm back up and running as a Samaritan volunteer. And actually, if you ignore the 18 months I had off, I've been a volunteer for 30 years this year. So wow. it's been yeah, it's been really such a worthwhile thing to do. And you know, I it might sound bizarre, but I absolutely love being a volunteer, a Samaritan's volunteer, being able to make a difference. Mm. What do you think you get from that? Oh, definitely some serotonin. So, you know, I think no matter who you listen to, um, you know, and we do hear some very sad, you know, we we speak mm. to some people who are going through dreadful times, um, you know, contemplating ending their life, um, you know, and, and just some real t- and real tough times. And actually, whilst it might, you know, make me sad that they're going through this and that I can't, mm make them change things because it's all about them. We we don't give them advice, we, yeah. we're there to listen. I always put down the phone and just think, oh well I was there. Yeah. I was there. Um and for people going through um an emotionally tough time, I think so many people don't understand. They if, if you're going through a tough time you don't want to burden your friends. Mm. Um and at the end of the day, at three o'clock in the morning, which we know is the deepest, darkest hour ever, the loneliest hour ever, yep. who are you going to call? So, yeah. um, And just being there, letting people say what they want to say, um, It it's a real honour, actually, and a privilege to be a Samaritan mm-hmm. volunteer. I've yeah. always felt that and say so I just, you go in sometimes, I did a duty a couple of weeks ago during the day, which is very unlike me, um, and it was really quiet. And the volunteer I was on with, they were like, well, it's very quiet today, isn't it? And I went, so the positive is that, hey, everything is okay with the world at the moment yeah. for most people. And they were like, yeah, and I was like, oh, solution focused, there, you know, a <laughs> bit, bit positive there. So, but
0: yeah, Well, what a nice reframe, though. And actually, it's true. It's like, this is a great day for us, you know, okay. because people do know about the Samaritans um do you find that you need to kind of look after yourself within that how do you kind of manage manage your well-being in that
1: so we're very lucky in that it is a fantastic caring organization Mm. so you're always on duty with another volunteer um so you're there to support each other and there's a support network so At the end of your shift or at any time during your shift, if you're distressed or worried about something, you can phone um, a shift leader. And there's somebody who's not in the building with you, so they're not caught up in the emotion of the situation or the call. Uh, But there's somebody who's outside, they're a Samaritan volunteer, and you just ring them. And they've promised to be available for the two hours or four hours, whatever, that they've said they'll be available for. Um, And we also have a volunteer care section as well so if you had a particularly distressing time or you were struggling with you know because being a Samaritan volunteer shit still happens in your own life sort of thing yep. so so there's a fantastic support system in mm. place so um and we do, we look after each other so yeah yeah we really do amazing love that love yeah. that thank you for
0: sharing that I really appreciate it
1: yeah, that's fine
0: uh so I was going to say back to the more mundane, but it's not. It's super cool what we do. I mean, we are like Charlie Bucket with the golden ticket, aren't we? Let's well, it. do you
1: know. It's I just think that world of hypnotherapy, you know, everybody, and quite often if I give talks, because one of the things I do, as I'm sure you do, is give talks to organisations and things, Mm. is I quite often start off by saying you are not going to run around like a chicken because people think that's what hypnotherapy is, isn't it? That's what they've seen on stage, you know, people being hypnotised and doing things that they have no control over. Mm. Um, I just love being able to go out and spread the word that, you know, something... I was going to say a simple, it is simple. We have such a simple process, but, yeah. you know, once you've got that knowledge about how your brain works, yeah. um, you know, being able to move forward. So I think that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, mm. having a golden ticket. Yeah, very definitely because you can go into situations armed with your golden ticket, almost saying, do you know what? I can help you through this. I've, mm. I've got something that's really going to help. So my youngest, no, sorry, my eldest daughter used to work at Thomas Cook, um, which their head office was based in Peterborough. Mm. So while I was doing my training uh, with Gary and with yourself, um, we talked about sort of you know how, other things we might do um, and talks and presentations. And so I thought it would be really interesting to offer maybe a group relaxation session um, to some of the staff at Thomas Cook. So I said mm. to my daughter, Would they be interested? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we have these wellness days. So I went along. um, She messaged me and she said, okay, there's, I don't know, I think there were about 20 people who'd signed up. And I was thinking, well, an organisation of that kind, that's not very many, is it? (laughs) You know, kind of thinking there'd be hundreds of people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was kind of like a bit out. And she said, actually, 20 is the most people we've ever got sign up for anything. Whether it's because you're my mum or what, I Don't know, she likes to play things down, um, and it was really interesting because I was in a big um conference room. She mo- she came in and she moved all of the chairs and tables, and I was like, Why oh, aren't they going to sit at a chair, you know, on a chair at a table? And she said, Oh no. And literally, all of these people came in, um, they sat on a chair initially, but some of them were just lying down on the floor already, and they're like, We've bought a blanket, we've bought a pillow, we you know, we're gonna. Oh, fabulous it was so bizarre um so I gave them an explanation of how their brain worked um and then we did a little relaxation session and I was invited back about a month later to do a similar sort of thing um and then obviously Thomas Cook and sadly you know the business went bust yeah um and so I offered to go in and just do some support sessions to help them through the process, because yeah. there were people who had worked for Thomas Cook for their entire lives, yeah, um, and had envisaged retiring from Thomas Cook sort of thing, and mm. you know never having to contemplate change. So I w- I offered to do some sessions, um, which I did, um, and then to my amazement, and um, actually it was a real proud moment. The people who were carrying out the liquidation of the company asked me if I would do some paid sessions because the staff were going back and saying, this is making such a difference to us. You know, wow. we are feeling so overwhelmed. We are actually, you know, feeling more optimistic. You know, we can see that there are good things that can come out of this by being able to sort of, you know, have this relaxation. So I was paid to do six sessions with the staff. Wow. Um, yeah and it was an amazing experience that you know the numbers kind of dropped each week and I'd be like oh where's so-and-so? and they'd like oh they've you know they're in the wave that's sort of gone now so mm. um uh, right almost right to the very end supporting them so wow. and it was it was fantastic uh, mm. again a lovely experience and interestingly some of those people have since come back to me because you know new jobs so that worry about Going into a new environment. Yeah. Uh, one lady came to see me because Thomas Cook was on her doorstep, and the new job that she had was about 30 miles away, and she would have to go on a motorway. And she didn't do motorways. So um wow. so so yeah. yeah. So so that was that was a, a good experience. Um I'm very keen on sort of giving talks to people, going into workplaces. Mm. So, so yeah.
0: yeah. Fabulous. So what else has happened since
1: qualification? And what else happened since qualification? So I've I've gradually built my business, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started off sort of, um, as most people do, I suppose, small business and building and building and building. I tend to do two fairly full days now. Um, It's usually Thursday and Friday, um, and then some bits and pieces other days. Mm. Um, Because of obviously COVID and learning how to do Zoom, I'm working more, uh, not as much on Zoom, but I'm seeing about four clients, four or five clients um, on Zoom across a month sort of thing. Mm. Um, And the lovely thing again there is that uh, one of my old school friends reached out to me and said, you know, I live miles away from you and I would have come see you for hypnotherapy, but now I can on Zoom, can't Mm. I? So so that's been chugging along nicely, just building up the business. I know, you know, I occasionally um, speak on the local radio station. Um, I have a very good rapport with one of the presenters. Um, he's travelled sort of different stations locally. Um, and he's been very supportive since I set up my business. Um, and sometimes if there's something coming up about mental health awareness or there's something he thinks I am I might be interested in commenting on, he will um, ring me up. And as a result of that, he actually worked for the BBC at one stage. I'm now on a BBC database, apparently. Um, so I will randomly get phone calls. Um, I was out for lunch with a couple of girls I trained with a little while ago, actually. Um, and my phone rang and I sort of said, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't recognise this phone number. Could you mind if I just answer it? And they were like, no, 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 of course not. And it's like this voice saying, oh, hello, we're from BBC Radio Birmingham or somewhere. And we'd like you to come and talk about spider phobia. yeah so and i've done a couple of those talking about particularly during um post sort of during covid um people who had needle phobias Mm. a lot of talk about that um so and and how they could get help with that so um so that's that's been quite interesting doing a bit of that as well Mm. so so, yeah Um, how did that come about literally from this guy literally just how because. Did, how did he come about what uh, well i've always followed him on the local radio so he's a, he's a good laugh um and when actually um, I got to know him really well, you know they would have a phone in, I'd always phone in. I love to win a competition. They used to run competitions, so I would win competitions. And you know, <laughs> so. this is brilliant. <laughs>
0: this is so much better than I thought it would be. This is great.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so um, so we I got to know him really well. And then when I was at Samaritans, I became the director of our branch. Yeah. Um, So all roles in Samaritans are obviously voluntary, um, but I was voted for to be the director. So every Samaritan volunteer votes within the branch and somebody gets to be the branch director and run the branch for three years. So um, and obviously part of that is attending the annual general meeting of the local Samaritan branch and finding um, speakers. Um, And I just thought he was a real he's a real local celebrity. Mm. and I just he asked me to do something on his show for him. And I was like, yes, I'll come and talk on your show if you'll come and talk at my AGM. So, um, and after that, we really have had sort of a really good relationship. Um, I've met him at sort of other events and things, um, chat to him quite a lot sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, so just getting to know him. Um, And again, it's about rapport, isn't it? So much of it is about rapport. If you just click with someone, um, Mm. you know, and helping him, um, he was, and he run, He actually runs the show on BBC Radio Peterborough or Cambridgeshire, and a local radio station. So, whichever one, he needs somebody. Sometimes he'll just say, "Do you want to be a guest, or can you help me out? Have you got anything that you could say on this subject?" Brilliant. Um, so yeah. So and and he's real. Uh, he's a real sweetie. I say so he's very supportive. So. Mm.
0: And I guess you're a really good. You know, because you're. Safe pair of hands, you know, considered, knows, you know, th- there's real trust there that you've built up as well.
1: Yeah. I think he realizes that I by now that I will be sort of like a measured response. Mm. He will sometimes he will tell me what he wants me to talk about, you know, we'll know what the subject is. Sometimes he'll just I'll have made a comment on Facebook and and I just get a message saying, Right, I'm gonna ring you. And I'm like, Oh, hello. And he's like, So tell me about so and so. it's Crikey. like so um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I enjoy that. I was interviewed again a couple of years ago by one of my swimming world consult, uh, my swimming world members. She ran a, a radio show on a independent, tiny little independent radio station, um, and you had to have 12, so she she asked you to select 12 songs, I think it mm. was, um, that had meaning to you. Um, and then we just talked about them, why I'd chosen it. And, um, so, and I think Kev okay, heard that and sort of thought I'd probably be, as you say, a safe pair of hands. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Nothing there. too
1: controversial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, me- a measured response is helpful, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, yes definitely. Yes.
1: So, And, of course, in, there are times when something he's talking about can be quite, negative and it's trying to put the but okay let's look at this you know and um, during covid um you know when they were talking about going back to restrictions and things and I was like but you know what let's look at the positive of it you know putting these restrictions in place we are getting through this and you know so I was always trying to put the positive spin on sort of what was happening mm. and you know the advantages you know the, the fact you could go out to exercise for an hour you you probably remember that I cycle, so um, Mm. I had to go out I had to go out every day for a cycle for an hour it's amazing so Mm. (laughs) and of course the weather was glorious at the beginning of COVID as well we
0: got lucky right imagine if that had been really bad weather Yeah. yeah
1: but also you know one of the points I made during one of the interviews was imagine if COVID had happened maybe 30 years ago when we had no mobile phones and we had no zoom and we didn't, most of us didn't have computers and mm. things and couldn't do a home delivery from Sainsbury's or wherever other supermarkets are available. Um, but, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, actually, do you know what? There's, there's good, you know, to look, look for. Sometimes it takes a bit of delving, but we can usually find the positives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um and uh what what else has been cool since you qualified let <laughs> this is a really I
1: know, loaded wait, I know the answer you want so <laughs> um, so you were one of the first piece, people actually that i messaged um because i woke up one thursday morning um and in my emails i was going to pilates um and i just opened my emails while i was you know while waiting for the time and there was an email in there that said you have been nominated and I was like, oh, clearly a scam. Read it. As we do. <laughs> As we do. <laughs> um, messaged a friend of mine who um, knew about these awards and said, I've received this email. Is it a scam? And she just sent back saying, no, it is not. So she said, just read it. Um, so I had been nominated for the local small business awards.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Um,
1: so just to receive a nomination, I spent the whole day in tears. I really did. You know why? You know, does somebody really think that I'm good enough for that sort of thing? You know what I'm like. Um, and just that somebody actually not only thought I, I was good enough and worthy enough, but they actually took the time and the yeah. trouble to nominate me. Um, so, uh, and obviously I messaged you and I messaged a few people. So interestingly, I got four nominations for different categories um so I was yeah. just I kept on getting these emails that said you've been nominated and in, in the end I messaged them and said I think your system's playing up yeah there's a fault and she went no you've been nominated four times and I was like okay thank you wow um so nominations um you had to do a little bit about your business um, do a little sort of like report thing I question in the world what makes your business unique Honestly, right? Some it's a good
0: exercise, isn't it? Writing out Yeah, but all the I could think of that. was
1: me. I make it unique. And I just sat there and thought, is that like you know, big headed? Is that kind of thing they're looking for? But I strive and, and I imagine that you do as well, Ali, I strive to make sure that for every client, whilst I'm using a framework, that's yeah. the same for everyone. I try to make it the most personal experience that they could ever have. Mm. I will seek out um, metaphors that ring a bell with them, you know, that will absolutely resound. and And I work really hard to make sure that for every client, they are getting the best of me, but they're also getting the best that hypnotherapy can mm. can provide. Yeah. Um. So so. Yeah, that was, my, that was the only thing I could think of. I make it unique because there are other solution-focused hypnotherapists. So um, after a while, you, you got all these emails and then it said, okay, there is," a, and then you got another email and it said, so the nominations have now closed and we're now going to do the thought process as to who we're going to put forward to go to the final. Um, so if you haven't heard by Tuesday, we, we can do it over the weekend. We will tell everybody, if you don't hear by Tuesday, you have not made it. And I was like... For me, I was happy enough just to have been nominated. Yeah, that just I blew me away. Well. So so on the Monday, um, they'd said Tuesday, so I'd got in my mind, I'll check my emails on Tuesday. Uh, on the Monday, I opened up my emails, and there was the email that said, I am a finalist <laughs> in the Small Business Awards locally. And the category that they've put me in is, um, I can't remember the official title, but it's um, Providing the Best Customer Experience. Wow I mean
0: that so, is I, even just to be a finalist in that is pretty yeah. cool isn't it so,
1: so, yeah, so yeah so yeah so that happens in September so there's um, a process now um, there's a public vote but we we have to produce a little video about us and um, everything but then there's also a public vote as well so so everybody will be getting an email from me saying vote for me <laughs> Hundred percent, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yes, yeah. so, and then there's big award ceremony in it, Does that mean we get to dress up? Absolutely. Well, I hope oh, so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I yeah. hope so. I've got a gorgeous ball gown that I've worn once. So, um, but that won't stop me shopping for another outfit just in case.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Now, I think that kind of leads us on to what you really love about being a hypnotherapist.
1: Oh, um, seeing people come in and, you know, that very first time mm. and explaining to them how their brain works mm. and watching the light bulb go on above yeah. their head. yeah. So many times people just sit back and they go, it's like you've researched me. You know exactly what I'm going through. Um and then working with them and you know getting to the end of the, the sessions, you know, however many we've sort of decided on, and just w- seeing the change every mm. single week. Um, yeah. seeing the change, seeing seeing them glow. Now when Gary or you said when we were doing our training, when people make lots of serotonin, they glow, I was a bit like, whatever, yes love, okay. Then you see it in people's yeah. faces. And it's like, oh my goodness. And they'll come in and they'll go, I don't know what you've done to me, but people keep on saying that I look different. And you just see everything fall away from them. Mm. And yeah, they become the person that they want to be. And to me, that's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Absolutely the the best thing ever. Yeah. Absolutely ever. Mm-hmm. So, totally, and, and being able to work with some amazing people, just some people who lay, lay bare their soul um, and trust you, mm. completely trust you, Yeah. Um, and just being able to work with them. Again, a bit like being a Samaritan volunteer, it's a privilege that people trust you enough to tell yeah. you and let you help them.
0: Mm. So. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of things do you think have been really challenging for you in running your business so those learning curves you know like the missteps that
1: we all take yeah um i one of the rooms that i took in a clinic um i didn't research it properly enough so and i think you need to be very focused on or know what you want to achieve and make sure that the place is right for you mm. um so you know doing a lot of research and initially, I was a bit cautious about putting it out there. I don't know if you remember me saying, but I started the course in September. Um, I didn't tell my mother until the March the following year that I was training to be a therapist because I, was, I wasn't embarrassed. I told other people, but I thought there were people who just would be like, why the hell are you doing?" That kind of thing. So, but she was so supportive when I told her. Mm. So I think you know one of the things is. Tell people, don't be afraid to tell people because actually everybody that I've told, and, and certainly when I was training that, oh, that sounds really interesting. Mm. Wow, um, you know, would you see me, sort of thing, and so so don't be afraid to get out there. And I think that's sometimes the challenge that you do have to put yourself out there. You have to be brave, so yeah. um, and do that. So, um, you know, we're
0: talking about the like the challenges you found running your business. What were the challenges you had?
1: I think um, one of the challenges was making sure that you are you've got somewhere to practice from that it's right for you. One of the um, clinics that I went to, one of the, it was within a building. Um, it wasn't the right environment. I thought it was, but I was he think i was just so excited to be somewhere with parking and near the town center i got carried away with that with hindsight i should have stepped back and thought actually is this where i want to be so making sure that if you're going to run your practice somewhere other than your home that you've done your research um I, i i think the other thing is you have to be good at getting out there i i'm not or I wasn't particularly good, I I thought people would think I was a bit strange being a hypotherapist kind of thing. And I'm sure I said to you, I started my training in the September. I didn't tell my mum I was training until the March because I was worried what she would say. I told other people, yeah. you know, that I thought would, you know, because obviously I was looking for some sort of potential clients as well. Um, but I've realised that I you need to actually be upfront. This is who I am. This is what I do. Mm. Um and some people are like, well, that's a bit weird and wonderful. I'm like, you know, if that's your your thought process, um, I'm not here to change your mind, but I can tell you about it and you can make up your own decision. But I have had to sort of embrace doing things like learning Zoom, um, doing advertising, mm. um, you know, and bringing it into everyday conversations. I'm yeah. now the person, you know, where you're in the supermarket and two people are talking about sort of how they're struggling or whatever and sort of I'm the person who goes up and just says very quietly to them, "Um, here's my card, you know, if you want to know a little bit more how I might be able to help you, then please do. Um, but that took a lot of, you know, I've done that a few times. That, that's impressive, mate. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, so, um, wow. you know, and, and I think the challenges are that you have to accept as in any business, yeah. um, there will be ups and downs. You know, there'll be weeks where you're thinking, I haven't got space to even go for a wee in my diary sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I've forgotten to book in a lunch slot or whatever. And then there'll be days like today. So I had a couple of clients booked. Um, one of them's poorly um, and the other one's just come back from holiday. She's not feeling 100%. And so she didn't want to come in case, you know, she's she's got COVID sort of thing. Mm. So, um so having thought i was going to have a really busy day i've actually just got the pleasure of talking with you Mm. um but it's about taking the rough with the smooth sometime Mm. thinking how am i going to use that time for my own benefit am i going to use it for the business's benefit am i going to use it for me i'm going to sit down with a book which i very rarely do i love reading so but am i going to sit i'm actually going to sit in my therapy room because it's so nice and calm, mm. and my husband knows that when I'm in here, I'm not to be disturbed. Oh, brilliant! That's genius. And so does the cat. So does the cat. The cat. If the cat, if the door is open, the cat looks in there, and you can see her looking as if to say, "I know I'm not allowed in there." And then she sort of backs away almost. <laughs> so, brilliant. So it's so funny. So yeah. So I might sit in here for a little while, read my book, and just chill. I've got some ideas brewing in my head about where I'm going to go next. Mm. So um, it's, you know, how do I carry those forward? I have been offered a room in another clinic. Um, So going and working out the logistics of that and Mm. what I'll do. But I've also come up with an idea of working with our local gym. Um, They have a spa within their gym and they have a relaxation area. And I'm kind of like, oh, this relaxation area could be used for so much more, Um, particularly maybe on a Friday night, maybe do sort of a wind down hypnotherapy session for people, working people, busy people. Um, And maybe a Sunday evening, you know, let's get you ready for your week ahead. So, um, you know, maybe pinging off a few emails, but actually we know the benefit of going out for a walk, just having some chill time. So, yeah. So it's accepting that there will be busy days and that there'll be quiet days and mm. that sometimes people are poorly and they can't come. And and whilst it might be frustrating when you've perhaps planned what you're going to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Sod's law, isn't it? But do you know what? Just go with the flow. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to be. It's a really good thing to be. Yeah. Fabulous.
0: So... Did you have a look at that question? The last one, which is if you do only one thing with your hypnotherapy business? I did. What do you reckon? Did anything come up for that? Do you know, I just, I mean, there's lots but, of things we could do, right? But if you yeah. said to somebody, if they were really struggling and you, what would be the thing that you would kind of go almost like your, your first protocol? have, how about Or have you tried? Or I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think just saying to people, for me, the whole thing about my hypnotherapy business is to help clients achieve their karma life. Mm. And that's why my business is called Karma Life. And just being able to say to people, you know, to educate people on how our brains work. Mind blowing, really is mind blowing. And even if that's the only thing you do for for somebody mm. you've given them such a gift that's going to stand them in really good stead for the rest of their life mm. so i suppose if the one only one thing i did with my hypnotherapy business was tell everybody that you know how our brain works and help them understand why they do the things they do and the way they feel that they do then i'll die happy fabulous nice Nice, nice, nice.
0: And is there anything else, kind of future plans or aspirations
1: that we haven't talked about already? Um, well, having talked about my swimming world business, and and, and and I do love being a swimming world consultant, but I have to say I do love being a hypnotherapist even more. And so, I know, so um, I would really, really like to sort of consider, you know, being... I don't want to be full-time and way too old to be a full-time working, <laughs> way too old. <laughs> uh, but actually to be able to focus solely on my hypnotherapy business. Um it's that balance, isn't it? I love, I love seeing the results I get from both of the businesses. Um so, yeah, making a choice maybe to step away from swimming world. But it's not going to happen this week or next. So if any yeah. of my members are listening,
0: don't panic. Don't panic. Don't <laughs> panic. Leslie's staying for a bit. Yeah, Leslie's <laughs> staying
1: for a bit. So, so yeah, because I love both of them. So finding that better balance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Well, Leslie, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, your candour and sharing with this. It's been really helpful for everyone, I'm sure
1: thank you so much for inviting me it was a real privilege and it's been a real pleasure so um you know i know that the people who listen are going to be trainees or established hypnotherapists but do you know what whether you're it's your first day or your millionth day as a hypnotherapist i think just being able to connect with each other is fantastic and and listen to what other people say um there's no reason why i can't have light bulb moments either so yeah absolutely fabulous thank you thank you
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you feel replenished, reinvigorated, and ready to get back out there. We all need support and encouragement to sustain us and our businesses, and there's a really easy way you can strengthen the global hypnotherapy community. Grab your favorite episode and share it wherever you and your hypnotherapy friends hang out. It's as simple as that. I'm a level five hypnotherapy supervisor. If you're in the UK and you're looking for solution-focused supervision, go to the website, thehypnotherapybusinessclub.co.uk forward slash supervision and send me an inquiry. See you next time on Create a Thriving Hypnotherapy Business. Stay awesome and let's go change the world.